Hi, and welcome to Fireside Chats with Lacey and Marie. We are the co-founders of Whole Soul School and Foundation, and today is our inaugural podcast of our Fireside Chat series. Every month, we're going to be focusing on a specific theme um, or intention or concept that is going to string together throughout the course of 2019 and provide a foundation for the conversations we will be publishing through Whole Soul School and Foundation. So I invite everybody listening today and any day that you're listening to this podcast in the future, let's all just take a moment and take a deep breath in. And let's just be conscious of our heart centers right now. If that helps you to put your hand over your heart and listen to your heartbeat for just a few minutes while we're talking, just take that deep breath and allow yourself to drop down from your mental mind and any pressures of your day to join us in your heart center in this conversation with Lacey and I. And breathing in the light and the oneness that all of humanity is, regardless of outer appearances, we are all a divine spark, we're all a light of a much bigger collective candle whose time is coming to shine a little brighter again and for all of us to connect in a, in a more conscious, more peaceful, and more harmonious way. So welcome everybody. We're here today to launch a conversation about the conditioned self and the ego and how those two go hand in hand and how they relate with each other. So um, welcome Lacey and maybe you want to you know, open us up with a few thoughts about that. Thanks Marie. It is so wonderful to be here, especially with you and to join our energies in a conversation about our theme this month, um, the ego and the conditioned self. And I think that when talking about the ego and the conditioned self, it's, it's very, very important to remind ourselves, as I was sitting here listening to our prayer and our meditation and calling in the light, I'm reminded that we all have a part of ourselves that wants to be distracted from our connection to our heart center and that part of ourself is often governed by the ego yes i also think that when one is on a journey of self-discovery and self-awareness one of the very first places to start in looking at the self are the conditioned patterns that we live in and that we've developed over time so I'd kind of like to open today with a little bit of an example, personal example, if I may, because um, I, I am no different than anybody else and have operated from an egoic place uh, much of my life until I had my own kind of spiritual awakening and an awareness and an acceptance of this part of me. Uh, but I, 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 for many years, you know, I never really had a problem introducing myself to other people. Uh, I was armed and ready with all the things that I wanted others to know about me, which usually involved impressing them in some way, uh, aka governed by the ego. So I would say I'm a psychologist, 
you know, which of course means I'm educated and an expert in a certain field of study. Uh, I'm a spouse, which means that someone loves me enough to marry me. Uh, oh, and you know, I was a Division One athlete in college, which means at one point I was strong and fit, regardless of my present fitness status. Uh, I'm a mother, which must mean I must be competent enough to raise children. And I live in a nice house in an affluent town, which must mean I make a decent income and will be considered successful. So all of these descriptions and labels always made me feel better about myself because basically because I was raised to believe that all of these things are what matter most in life. And these, I see these descriptions of me uh, and the way I would introduce myself constituting my, my ego identity. So I thought it, it might be helpful to give that example of, uh, of how ego kind of can operate in our life and how we define ourselves uh, through, through the beliefs and ideas that we are conditioned to take in throughout our life. And would you, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, what forms the conditioned self? I mean, I know both of us can probably generate a few ideas about that. What would you say? What, what creates the conditioned self versus, you know, the potential that's there for all of us, but in the world we live in, in the culture of the world we live in, we don't get to be our authentic self. We have an authentic self inside, but we are born into a world of conditions and that I would say for me, but I want to hear from you really, you know, we face that from the moment of birth, right? Well, exactly. I mean, you know, it's, it's a pretty amazing thing when you think about it, that from, from the minute we're born, we, we are born into an environment. We are born into a world. We are born into a family. We are born into a neighborhood. We, we are born into, into a place where external circumstances uh, influence our ideas and our concepts of self and others. So we go to school and we learn from our peers about ourselves and about others. We, we go to church and we're told what to think and what to believe. And we have parents who teach us right from wrong from their perspective. So we become, we sort of grow up into these human beings that uh, have a lot of ideas and beliefs that if we were really to take a deep breath and think about, are they really ours? Exactly. Are those really our beliefs about ourselves and the world around us? Um, and you mentioned things, of course, like when we're raised by our parents or in the families we grew up in, or, you know, we, we certainly take on the beliefs and the experiences of things around us. But we also ingest all of those unspoken energies. We ingest fear. We ingest shame. We ingest, we can sense whether people are accepting about something that we're expressing or not, whether it's ever spoken or not. So, you know, this is a fairly complex world and we're really amazing beings, how we're wired, how the body, I mean, we can have this other conversation for another day, but how the body is wired to heal itself, right? It's miraculous that we can do that. And the human body and the human brain and our energy consciousness 
is wired to really absorb like a sponge the environment around us so that we can learn from it. And so we do come into this world, this blank, beautiful slate, more or less, filled with light, ready to absorb experiences. And depending on who we are spending our time with, if we're raised by our parents or our grandparents or a foster parent or, um, you know, or for many people as they get into the school system, they're more or less raised by a school system or the peers that they spend time with every day while, while in school and taking classes, you know, or being on sports teams, we end up truly starting to ingest um, all of the influences and the energies and the belief systems and the conditions of the world around us. It's not hard to do because that's the way the world is kind of set up at this point. And we are not in a world that is consciously yet focused on making sure that each being comes into a world filled with love and is supported to emerge who they really are and how they really organically want to express ourselves to be. And so therefore we activate in ourselves, this ego mind gets cultivated to start trying to make sense and creating containers. Oh, when I'm around Uncle Joe, this is how I need to be. Oh, and when I'm in church, this is how I need to be. And when I'm at school, this is what's expected of me. And when I'm talking to my parents, this is what they're, they're wanting to see in me. And so all that's happening at, at a somewhat conscious level to some of us and often in many ways at an unconscious level. So a lot of who many of us are today and who we've become is a result of that unconscious conditioning process that unless we'd have a reason to question it, we would never really go back to see that a lot of who we are is not of our own choosing. That is so powerful uh, because really what you're saying is our sense of self and our quote unquote identity is defined for us by exactly. the environment that we grow up in and, and the external influences. And so we grow up really reacting and responding to the world based on these ingested beliefs and ideas and conditions. Uh, and that's, that's a really powerful acknowledgement, especially for people who are wondering why they're suffering in their life. Um, because if they could understand these, these sort of default patterns of thinking and feeling and being, they could shift them and they could, they could change. You know, this, this talk always reminds me, this topic rather reminds me so much of one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Dr. Wayne Dyer. And he, I loved, he so eloquently talked about the ego and he broke it down into six components. Uh, And the first was, you know, I am what I have, right? That's, that's what can, what I, I define myself based on what I can accumulate in my life, the materialistic things. Uh, Number two is I am what I do. So I am the psychologist. I am the mother. My identity is defined by my actions and what I do, my role. My role is an expert. Number three, I am my reputation, right? 
That That's what others think of me. That's how I define myself. I am separate from everyone else. This is a really important concept that I think will be certainly a topic for another podcast. Uh, because when we feel that we are separate from another human being or even animals or nature, we have disconnected ourselves from a higher power. We've disconnected ourselves from, from a spirituality. And, and the biggest, the most, the biggest impact that can have is that allows room for judgment. Because if I am separate from you, then I can judge you. Uh, and that's something that the ego would relish it in. Or I can have power over another being if I'm separate yes. from another person or thing or aspect of nature. We find a way through that that point that Wayne Dyer makes to justify um, how we serve self and not the whole. So I think that is a very significant one that I'm sure we'll revisit well, and his number six is I am separate from God, which mm-hmm. is which is essentially or the universe or source or whatever or higher power, whatever you'd like to refer to it. I'm, I'm disconnected from anything bigger or larger or greater than myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the concept of separation and our experience of ourself as separate individual beings is uh, a core uh, core core element element maybe of of the ego and the conditioned self so just to review those quickly again i am what i have i am what i do i am my reputation i am separate from everyone else i am separate from what's missing in my life sorry i skipped that one and i am separate from god and and those are uh core elements of his definition of of ego and and it's for us to recognize in ourselves when we are acting from those places, when we are thinking or defining ourselves or talking to other people or introducing ourselves in this way, when we are in the energies of those six things, then we are operating from our egoic self, our human conditioned self. Exactly. And we continue in that way to perpetuate the cultural conditions that were given to us to model the next generations after us to continue the pattern. Yes. And usually it's some form of catalyzing event in our lives that, or a summoning. Some of us just feel a call to find a different level of meaning in our lives. But I think part of the reason that I think this conversation about the ego and the conditioned self is so important is because there are many more people on the planet seeing kind of the global atmosphere going on in politics, in school systems, in the medical community. You know, we can just, we don't have to look too far around ourselves to see kind of that the ego has, you know, run its course for a very long time in our global culture. And it's time to take another look to see, number one, is this really working for us as a species? Is the ego driving our train? Is the ego being the conductor of our lives? From this place of separation and pain and ultimately at some level fear, because we haven't talked about that too much, but the ego is driven um, to to keep us in that awareness state of fight or flight. It's always looking to save us from some perceived danger. 
and it's always trying to um, orchestrate our lives to either avoid that or somehow try and have power over it. So if we as a culture in the world are going to begin to heal the things that are no longer working, us as a greater collective, we do need to begin that conversation with becoming aware that there's a part of us that's, that's living out this separation consciousness, that I'm separate from everyone and everything else in this world, and that that justifies any behavior I need to embrace because I am just trying to survive. And when we become conscious of what the ego is, we can, at the very least, begin to witness how it moves and speaks through us every day in how we're talking to ourselves, in how we're talking to the people that we think we love, in how we might talk to our children or our coworkers or fellow students in school. Um, in any situation, you can see who's speaking in your life. Are you speaking from a place deeper down, like the breath we took at the beginning of this conversation? Are we speaking through our heart centers? and a place of awareness that we're connected to the person or the being or the you know something from the natural world or even just with ourselves are we speaking from a place of connection inside ourselves or are we speaking from this place of conditioned beliefs and one of the biggest conditioned beliefs that we have that has been taught generationally is that we are somehow separate from each other and from a greater wholeness or oneness in the universe, a sense of being a universal being. Whatever, whoever, you know, our listeners are, whoever's hearing this today, you can put whatever words feel most comfortable to you, right? That can be mother, father, God, that can be creator, that can be source, that can be the universe, that can be the all that is. There's many terms for this living energy of light. But however you choose to connect with that, or however you're on a path to rediscover that, it is the ego and its mechanisms of perpetuating conditions that keep us in this state of separation. And from that place, we continue to, we continue to create conditions that mirror to us the belief that we are separate beings. And to change that inside ourselves, to create more meaning, more peace, more at one more of a state of grace inside ourselves. To do that, we have to become aware of the messages that are circulating in our field of awareness, in our operating systems, in our mental consciousness, every day by default. And Lacey, if I can just say one more thing, because I think you said that, that the ego is kind of our default setting in this world. It's running unconsciously. It's on autopilot. So if you think about your computer, and all of us, you know, many of us have them, and we look at our devices, there usually is a default setting that if you don't go in and tick a box and make the choice for it to operate differently, we are literally operating from a place of automatic conditions that we learned from the moment we took our first breath. And so those default settings are the beliefs of our parents, our grandparents, 
our church systems, our school systems, our medical systems. This is a systems-oriented approach to life that conditions us from the very beginning. And that is what's running us until we have an incident or until we have an invitation. And I won't go into that now, but, you know, some of us, if you're even on this call today, have been invited or catalyzed into being present in this conversation today on some level. Either there's something in your life that caused a struggle or a crack in the conditions that you've been living that you can't reconcile in yourself and you're seeking something more and therefore you're listening to our conversation today or conversations like this one. Um, Or if you haven't received that invitation or that catalyzing experience, whether it's soft invitation or a very loud invitation or whether it's a um, small challenge you have in your life or a massive cataclysmic experience that is irreconcilable at this point in your life and it's what we would call a crisis. If you are in any of those, that range of experience, you're looking to understand and potentially perceive your world in a different way to find a new doorway or portal to step through to a higher understanding. And to do that, we have to first become aware that there is this system inside ourselves that has generationally and culturally been running by default, without question, uh, for many, many, many years. And when we can just look at that with a little bit of awe and just to become aware inside ourselves that who I am is a collection of experiences and teachings and I could go so far as to say indoctrinations, but certainly a set of experiences that I have um, journeyed this lifetime so far in repeated patterning over and over and over to the point that it just becomes true. It's just what is in our life. And when we have this this summoning to something more, this invitation or this catalyzing experience, wherever you are on that continuum, you begin to start to become aware of the ego mind, its default settings in your brain and in your chemistry and in your body-mind system. And you start to just become an observer of it Look at how I'm speaking to myself today. Just in this next hour, how am I talking to myself and how am I interacting with the world around me? Just to be present about that for the next few minutes in your life after this call or the next hour in your day or even just tomorrow you say, I'm going to commit to becoming really aware of how I'm talking to myself. And then the next step is to to ask yourself, To the way I am watching myself talk to myself and and the beings around me and this world around me, does it make me feel good inside? Or does it make me somehow feel confused or less than or negative or unhappy in some way? That's the first beginning point to connect with the conditioned self that's running you from my perspective. And Lacey, I don't know if you want to speak again about Wayne Dyer or anything that that brings up for you. Well, it, it you know, the most, the biggest thing it brings up for me is that I worked 
uh, with men in prison for many years. And what I saw was I saw men walking through the doors of prison, uh, and some would say they were at rock bottom, and this was their crisis. This was their wake-up call. Mm-hmm. And in my work with them, I saw repeatedly them initially acting out all of these default patterns, operating from a very egoic, egocentric standpoint. And they had no idea that all of their suffering that led up to this crisis in their life was tied to those default patterns of thinking and that egoic way of walking through the world. And it was over time, through working with them, through gaining self-awareness, through conversations just like this one, through the tools that were offered to them, that they gradually were able to really look at themselves in the mirror and start the process of first becoming sort of hyper self-aware to these patterns of thinking And then to start to kind of deprogram, if you will, those or decondition uh, or deconstruct all of those beliefs and ideas that they carried around that defined their identity. And that was a pretty amazing thing to witness over time. Kind of, I often uh, liken it to a knight in his in his armor, you know. And and as he gets more and more in touch with his heart center, with the fact that he's he's ingested a lot of ideas and beliefs from a lot of people around him and the environment around him, and that that's not really who he is. That armor tends to melt off, and then once that armor's gone, there's an opening to rebuild and connect to the true question, which is, who am I, really? Mm. It's so powerful. It's so it's it's really a gift that we give ourselves to become willing to see the armor that we're wearing, see the defenses that we've all carried around, watch and witness the default patterns to see just who we've been thus far. Then to realize that a lot of that, a lot of that expression of us isn't really who we really are. And the gift is that we we get to spend time cultivating and creating and choosing who we really more authentically feel ourselves to be inside. And so some of us have have many, many, many layers. Some of us have less layers, but all of us have layers. There's no question. Um, You know, a teacher of mine once said, we we live our lives in layers. And we are these beings of layers of understandings of ourselves. But when we peel back those layers, and it takes courage, and it takes a willingness, and it takes... A commitment um, to go through this process and to continue to see more and more and more of the parts of us that are not our authentic selves, that are really things that we actually did just ingest from other people and other influences in our lives. The gift is when you when you engage that process, you even though sometimes it can be painful or challenging or unsettling we do start to see this this kind of this light. Uh, that's how I felt it glowing inside me that I haven't seen and hadn't seen in a very, 
very long time because it had gotten so covered up with all the expectations and all the other things I was trying to live in my life. So I, I just wanted to say for me, after I got over the shock of the invitation and the catalyst that happened in my life to engage this journey, I did, as I took step by step into that process, begin to realize I was summoned to a massive soul gift um, uh, and I, one that I now treasure and work with on a daily basis. So. Well, you, and you, you referenced your connection to sort of this light that started to grow within you that, of course, was always there, but that started to gain strength and power um, as you started to peel back your own layers and become more self-aware and connect to what was ego and what wasn't. For me, uh, as I went through that process, it was it was a feeling of, of connection. It was... Uh, I walked through most of my life feeling very, very separate. I was, you know, those six things Wayne Dyer talks about. And uh, and I began to feel as I dropped more and more, as I peeled the layers back and I was able to learn to drop more and more from my head to my heart, I began to feel a connection with myself and with others and with this world that has, has changed my life and has helped me. I'm I'm not perfect. I still, my ego is still in the train, but but it's more in the caboose now rather than the driver's mm, seat. Nice. And uh, I, so for me, it's it's a matter of connection to all things. So I think we've we both have had different yet the same experiences, and I've witnessed the same experiences in many of the people I've worked with. So you know, I know we're 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 about at the end of our time, but I would say that that there are some tools if we were to bring this full circle for anyone who is interested in learning more about the ego and the conditioned self. And for those of you out there who have been having this question float around in your consciousness, this who am I question, who am I really? I would encourage you to start journaling, uh, taking some meditation time, perhaps writing down the six components of the ego that I described by Wayne Dyer and and can and and see yourself in those and then perhaps write the antidote to those beliefs or ideas in a column next to it uh, but there are many ways that we can get at we can get at who who are we really where is the authentic me but but we do have to do the hard work which is to look at the layers and the beliefs and the ideas that we've ingested and the life that we've lived up until this point. And that sometimes can be painful. It can be challenging uh, because these patterns still show up again and again. Yes, I think that was really beautiful. I think the key word for me and to recommend to any of our listeners is to be very gentle with ourselves and to be incredibly self-compassionate. That's one of the... um, Uh, blessings or gifts that arise in this journey is that as we do take take a deeper look at things that we have not wanted to see in ourselves um, or to not know about ourselves when we look gently and we witness without judgment and we see ourselves with the through the eyes of compassion it becomes easier to see these parts of ourselves and just to stand in the truth of what's showing up in us 
that must be ready for recognition in order to be transformed or alchemized into a new, better version of us. Because that's what we're that's what we're ultimately seeking is to grow. And so, the only thing I wanted to add before we close for today uh, is is another another point of connection with your more authentic self and to listen to yourself is sometimes just to simply connect with nature. Nature is incredibly loving. It's very embracing. Um, we can talk about this another time, but, ain't, but nature has a frequency. It's a living energy of the consciousness of the universe, of the oneness that we're all a part of. And when you sit with a tree, a tree doesn't vibrate a concern that it doesn't know how to be a tree. Trees know who they are. They're still and always have been connected to the infinite universe. They're connected to the earth. They're connected to the oneness. They're connected with all of us. So sitting with a tree or sitting with a flower or taking a walk on a nature path and just taking some breaths and just connecting with your heart center, these are just really pure positive energy um, tools that we can use to begin to become aware of what it could be like to connect with ourselves at this deeper level. So thank you, Lacey, for joining me in this conversation today. Um, we are so grateful to uh, be able to have these conversations through Whole Soul School and Foundation. You can find us on the web at www.wholesoulschoolandfoundation.org. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, through Whole Soul School and Foundation. And we do have a website under construction where our videos and podcasts and blog articles are going to post regularly. So that is underway. And please keep an eye out for that. And I'd like to just put a plug in too for resources. You know, we have an intention of providing a list of resources, books, films, music, poetry, things like that, that will... Positive, uplifting tools that are kind of a go-to place for people when they are just needing that source of support in their life and in their just their daily awareness. And I wanted to plant one more seed. It's our intention with these fireside chats that we'll be having two of these every month. One will be focused on a particular topic, like we are focusing on the ego and the conditioned self today. And then the second conversation that we'll be having through our Fireside Chat podcast series is going to be um, looking deeply at a particular film, right, Lacey, that's expressing a certain uh, point of view and perspective of consciousness that relates to our monthly theme. Well, and I absolutely, and I'm really excited about this process too. And I believe our first film for the month of January here at the end is going to be the, the movie The Shift by Dr. Wayne Dyer. So these concepts that we've been speaking of today, you will recognize in the film and we will elaborate on further. Exactly. So we thank all of our listeners for being with us today. Please come back and check out our other podcasts. Um, We have uh, one that's Ancient Voices. We have Transformation Talks. We have Mind, Body, uh, Spirit, Fitness. And we now have the fireside chats, and there will likely be more to come. So hopefully we will enter your radar screen to um, for the, our, us to be a place and a hub where you go for your inspiration and support in your soul's journey to greater awareness, greater consciousness, and greater wholeness. 
So thank you all for joining with us today. Thank you, Lacey. Thank you, Marie. Blessings and our blessings and love to everyone.